0: Dale and Keefe, getting you set for the Bruins season. Goals! Patrice Bergeron! It's a power play goal and the Bruins are on the board On EEI. Bruins open the regular season tonight in New Jersey against the Devils. Joining us on the Harbor One Hotline is the play-by-play voice of the Boston Bruins, Nessence Jack Edwards. Jack is brought to you by Shaw's and Star Market. Good afternoon, Jack. How
1: are you doing, Dale?
0: Ready to drop the puck, my friend. Ready to get this thing going. Uh,
1: Yeah, I can't wait.
0: As I'm sitting here looking at the lines and defense pairs that the Bruins tweeted out about 15 minutes ago, one thing's going to be a bit jarring for Bruins fans to start this thing off. The left side of your defense for tonight's game will be Jeremy Lazan, Matt Grislick, and Jacob Zaboral. You better get used to seeing if that can work.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I, I think, uh, it's time to find out what these guys are made of. And, uh, that seems to be the mentality of Don Sweeney and, and I'm all for it as much as I adore and respect Zane O'Chara. He got exposed, uh, frequently during the playoffs last summer and, and occasionally, uh, during the regular season. And, uh, You know, uh, Wings no no longer fear going down his side. They can beat him low uh, just by blowing around him because uh, the NHL has changed the parameters of uh, what holding and stick penalties are. And uh, he didn't want to put the Bruins shorthanded, so he didn't reach, and they went right around him frequently. Um, So... uh, you know it was time to move on and and Sweeney offered him a soft landing but uh, he didn't want to take it so you know i i respect the man his number is going to be retired um you know we all loved his uh, era here but uh, it was time to move on and and i think we're going to find out how close Matt Grizzly can get to his ceiling in 56 games um i'm curious as to uh Lausanne's ability to uh, to play against the top lines. Um, he may get exposed himself, but, uh, you know, you got to find out what he's about. And Zaborl, the reports uh, from the uh, Bruins organization, especially John Ferguson Jr. talking about Zaborl, how he was at the top of his class last spring uh, as Providence went on what turned out to be a season-ending terror. Um, you know, the guy was a first-round draft choice, and uh, that wasn't much of a reach by the Bruins in 2015, and maybe he's just a late bloomer. So, you know, hopes are high, but, you know, nothing uh, is a substitute for experience, and those guys are really short on NHL experience.
0: Of course, not just Char Jack, but Tori Krug moves on.
1: Obviously, signing a uh, much larger contract in St. Louis. Uh, how do they make up for the loss of Tori Krug? I think Grizzly's going to get the uh, the first patient shot at running the power play. Um, you know, there there are rumors already that uh, the Bruins are maneuvering for uh, Keith Yandle um, because uh, Florida's got a. Uh, a significant problem with progress and, and they're looking to make moves, but, uh, I, I think that, that Grislyk's gonna get a long look on that first power play unit. Um, the kid can really skate and he's, uh, demonstrated quite a few times that his learning curve can be steep and, uh, he's, he's game for it. Um, Charlie McAvoy, as Brick has pointed out frequently during our telecast, uh, has learned to move better, but he's got to get his shot through to goal. And uh, that's been a problem uh, for you analytics geeks. Uh, you'll note that uh, while McAvoy takes a lot of power play shots, uh, he's low in percentage of getting the puck to the dangerous area where it can be tipped. It gets blocked a lot. So uh, I'm sure he's working on his release and his movement to to get openings, to get lanes to the net, but uh, it's a work in progress.
0: Jack, less than a year ago when this was the best team in hockey during the regular season, this probably would have been a crazy question, but I see Bruce Cassidy's comments about their division and the pedigree of the teams and teams having to play up to their pedigree. Is this a playoff team that we have in Boston?
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, and uh, it's it's going to be a dogfight, as Bruce alluded to yesterday. Yep. Um, but, uh, that's, you know, that's all good. You know, I, I have long, uh, had a respectful, uh, difference of opinion with Dale about division rivalries and, and how much the NHL should play them up during the regular season. But I've gotten my wish this year because of happenstance and, uh, every team is going to play every team in the East division eight times. And, Um, There are going to be five teams who are legitimate contenders for the four playoff spots, no wild cards uh, from the get-go. And if the Rangers improve, that's six teams. And if uh, Buffalo comes out of nowhere, that's that's seven. So, um, you know, it's going to be a real dogfight, and we're going to have – enemies on every single team if you're a Bruins fan and uh that's that's all good because uh, familiarity breeds contempt and contempt is the lifeblood of hockey rivalries
0: we're talking with uh, Ness and Boston Bruins play-by-play voice Jack Edwards Bruins open the season tonight in New Jersey against the Devils um It may well be that the team that does the best in the NHL this year is the team that handles COVID-19 the best. The Dallas Stars already have 17 people who have tested positive. The NHL has changed their protocols a bit this year. They are listing the players who are on the COVID-19 protocol list. We know Carson Kuhlman of the Bruins is on the list right now. Do you think that the Bruins have what it takes to make sure they keep this cleaned up?
1: Well, um, Don Sweeney's first job with the Bruins administration was in player development. And um, my uh, hat gets tipped to him for uh, a seemingly unending supply of players who are ready to plug in and the next man up mentality. Um, I, I fear that it's going to get challenged this season because it's, it's hard to imagine that this team can, get through a 56-game schedule with all the travel involved and all the variables that that draws in and the players not living in the bubble uh, without having to draw down a lot of their AHL talent. But um, <laughs> Sweeney, if nothing else, is a detailed guy, and I am sure that he has a triage list uh, on his wall or in his, uh, in his phone that uh, he knows what the next move is, whether it's one guy, three guys, or 17 guys uh, coming down with uh, COVID situations that the league says they can't play.
0: Jack, obviously starting the year a little shorthanded with no David Posternock. What's the latest with him, and and how soon could he be back?
1: Um, They're not going to rush him, but uh, he's skating again, and and, – you know, uh, uh, a situation where you have to have off season surgery. Uh, we can't emphasize enough that, uh, every injury is different and every player's recovery period is different. Um, the Bruins to their unending credit, uh, have not returned players to the ice who are not fit to play. And, uh, that, that, uh, is borne out by the record. You know, uh, when when they held Bergeron out uh, throughout the preseason last season and he came back and was his typical self sulky self um, is just another example of that. Uh, Pasternak's a franchise player and they're not going to take any chances. I, I don't think we're going to see him for at least a week and a half. I, I would be surprised uh, and delighted if they cleared him before February 1st
0: building on that idea one of the things I was reading uh, previewing the season was the athletics rundown of the top 100 players and no <laughs> Bruin made their top tier they don't have an MVP caliber elite player uh, in part they wrote something to the effect that it's hard to divide the trio of Marshan, and Pasternak and Bergeron and figure out who the real alpha is who is the real alpha and do you think that was a little slap in the face to not have a player considered among the best in the league
1: I I think that lists in general are generated in order to provoke discussion, and uh, by that measure, the Athletic has succeeded. (laughs) I I have gotten to know through a series of emails, uh, Dom Luchijan, whose name is almost impossible to pronounce and and literally impossible to spell uh, unless you're looking at it, but Um, He is, uh, in my mind, the leading translator of all those numbers into English that we can understand as hockey fans. And he pretty much says that, uh, for example, uh, Charlie Coyle with Craig Smith on his right, and a bucket of pucks are the best third line in hockey. So um, I'm I'm all in with that. And and I I think that uh, when Luc uh writes that that um, the Bruins in his season preview that the Bruins in Pasternak, Bergeron and Marchand have a top line that if you split them up they could drive three separate lines uh based on his research and evidence um i think he's accurate and I, you know i i don't think the bruins feel slighted by any uh top 100 rating um and uh, and i i don't you know the the goalie thing came out recently and and Rask was at the top of the second tier well you know <laughs> They, they don't give out awards on the ice after the Stanley Cup final for, you know, what preseason list you make. They they give the uh, Stanley Cup to the champions, and, and that's what the Bruins are after. That's that's just part of their culture to shut out the noise and concentrating on, on the two points tonight.
0: Speaking of shutting out the noise, before we let you go, let's talk logistics for a moment. Uh, the Bruins are on the road tonight. That means... Uh, you're going to be at Nesson along with with Andy Brickley doing the game as you did in the Toronto bubble from our studios. Um, I I can tell you that our pre- and post-game shows will be at the Nesson studios. Whether the Bruins are home or road, we'll be in that brand-new Studio A for every game. When the Bruins are home, the last I saw was that you and Brick are going to be able to be at the Garden to call games. Now, I've heard you do play-by-play before. You get fairly revved up, fairly rambunctious. There's a pretty good chance those players on the ice are gonna hear you in an empty building, isn't there?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um I'm, I'm uh actually concerned that uh my uh my volume will will aggravate somebody, especially as I'm de- describing a fist fight, so <laughs> I I better watch out for my exit strategy, but <laughs> but uh you know really i, I was watching uh, some highlights from the edmonton vancouver game uh last night and uh i'm i'm just hoping that the directors uh for away games uh call for wide shots because um you know the the vancouver uh van uh vancouver edmonton game last night there were guys zooming into the screen for one timers who had changed on the fly. And (laughs) that's a freaking nightmare to try to comprehend who it is. And he's skating 20 miles an hour and taking a 100 mile an hour slap shot. And you're going to see it in slow-mo and high def in 10 seconds from now. But, you know, I got to call it in a quarter of a second. So. That's uh, that's cost me a little bit of uh, trepidation, but uh, uh, I'm sure we'll do our best. And, and, you know, my motto, Dale, if you can't be right, be wrong at the top of your lungs.
0: You're pretty good at that, actually. I, I think, you're, I think yeah. you got that yep. down. So, yeah. <laughs> Jack, have fun tonight. Uh, yeah, enjoy the call, and uh, I know we'll be enjoying doing the game again. Thanks for being with us.
1: All right, thanks, Dale. See you tonight.